I was the one that sat in that room and was told three words, change or die. I was the one. And you're sitting in front of you and realize this. Realize this. I had two, two, two shots at life. And I almost lost the one. This one I have now in front of you, all of you, I am hanging on for dear life and everybody in this audience would have to rip it from me. That's how much passion I have about living because I know it's important. So do you. So do you. Good afternoon, I'm Michael Knight. Welcome to Change or Die. Talk about karma. It's my second show and I have my first guest on today. So I have to take you back and give you a little bit of the history. I'm teaching and coaching my hockey team, and there's a man standing outside with a mask on during COVID time. And I'm there thinking this young man is going to pick up one of his kids. And class gets done. Man walks in my room, and he says, Hi, Mike. I used to train here. His name's Marcus. I said, Really? He said, Yeah, but you know, things, you know, I had some complications. And, um, you know, I had to take some time off, but I'm here to get healthy. He says, but there's some things you need to know. And I said, what might that be? And he lifts up his shirt and he proceeds to tell me that he has a new heart and two new kidneys. And he's on my doorstep. Now, God doesn't put you any place you don't belong. So why at that time does that man show up on my doorstep? And it was funny because I looked at him. I said, with all due respect, young man, Marcus, this is way, way above my pay grade. So what did I do? Well, I tell you, when I surround myself and my coaches, I trust them with my life. So I was fine. But I reached out to the first person, my nutritionist, who I trust with my life, Mr. Michael Paul. Marcus and I will talk about him in a little bit. There he is. You'll meet him next week. Then I reached out to my coach, Mr. Denzel Allen, my programming coach, my strength and conditioning coach, the guy who teaches me right from wrong. He writes everything down so I can be in the best shape of my life along with my clients and the man you're about to meet. So here he is now, and I will not steal his thunder because there's a great story here, but again, there's a picture one of the greatest gifts ever given to me by anybody. And I told you I have a Y board. And this young man, Mr. Marcus McGrew, gave me his story as he left me to go back to work in Silicon Valley, California, where he is today. And he is joining us live from Silicon Valley. Marcus, welcome to the show. And my friend, you are an inspiration, not only to me, but anybody that will hear this story, anybody that's going to hear your future story, or anybody that touches and is able to be with you. Marcus, thank you so much for joining me today. And I love you, brother, and I'm so happy for you. So tell us again what's going on, Marcus, and we'll go through the beginning of the stages and kind of just rehash what's gone through and put you where you're sitting at today. Good morning. Yeah, well, good morning, Michael Knight, Art of Strength, West Bloomfield, Michigan. I am so delighted for this opportunity to share my story. First, I want to thank you uh, for allowing me to speak on this really wonderful platform. Uh, so as, as you know, and a few others know, um, my father, you know, suffered from two illnesses that, you know, later found 
their way to my life. My dad passed at 50 from both congestive heart failure and polycystic kidney disease. And in November of 2020, um, you know, I was, you know, never the same set of circumstances. They didn't start in 2020, they had progressed over the years, but in November of uh, 2020, November 20th and 21st of 2020 to be exact, I had been in the hospital for more than 40 consecutive days and received news that they had found a heart and kidney for me. So um, that Friday the 20th, I went down for the first of the two transplants, the heart transplant, and as soon as my gifted heart was in my body and working well, um, the nephrology team came in immediately after and um, you know, conducted a kidney transplant uh, for me. So at one point, I actually had three kidneys in my body, my two native kidneys that were polycystic and weighed nearly 20 pounds when they were removed from my body. But after the heart and kidney transplants, I was in the hospital uh, an additional um, 10 days. And on the 10th day, post those two major back-to-back -back surgeries, I was discharged, able to walk out of the hospital without the aid of a cane, any type of walker or device, bypass rehab, and go on and start recovery. Three months later, I went back for nephrectomies. So my stomach, my abdominal area was cut from side to side. I left the hospital with about 53, 54 surgical staples from you know, the left to right side of my body and was discharged seven days later after those. After that, like really big surgery, I'd say the most excruciating of the three um, so seven days later, was discharged, again, able to bypass rehab and go home and start healing. And shortly thereafter, I began cardiac rehab um, at my health system and, you know, like really excelled at that program. I had two post-transplant stress tests and the first got off to a really solid start. The second, I actually improved by 34% and lasted, uh, lasted on the treadmill an additional four minutes from my first test. Um, and there are so many details that I could, could share, but you know, there's one thing that I want to you know, make certain that I just convey to, to this audience. Um, and that is, you know, throughout all of these different surgeries and, and even before, so at one point I was actually driving myself to and from dialysis four days a week. I had a defibrillator, I had, uh, um, you know, above my heart. And on the other side, I had a dialysis catheter. I refused to let them, you know, insert the more permanent um, device into my body because I had faith that um, that was a temporary situation and that it would soon pass. So I stayed diligent. Um, I exercised my faith. Also did the work to um, get to what I knew uh, was coming. Um, I felt guaranteed in every way that I would be healed, that I would get back to life um, under different circumstances, but um, that I would get back to the, 
the same quality of life or better quality of life than I had prior to the surgeries. And like the human spirit is so resilient. Um, and it really starts in your mind. I have always believed that you know, I was going to come out on the other side of the three surgeries and, and resume my life. Uh, I think a number of people were um, incredibly afraid. Um, you know, when you hear of any organ transplant, you know, the, the odds um, are what they are. But for me, I think in my mindset, the incredible medical team I had at you know, Henry Ford Health System and you know, Dr. Celeste Williams and my surgeons, Dr. Tanaka and Dr. Naichi were really, really awesome. And, you know, it was, I would say it was the ultimate exercise of faith, stamina, determination, and resilience. And more importantly, just my will to never give up. I will never give up on myself. And I will never pity myself. I mean, I have so many blessings and so many reasons to, to be grateful. And that is where I am today, and that was even my state of mind when I was extremely, like immensely ill. Um, so I'm grateful to be here. I'm grateful to share my story. I hope that it inspires people to never give up on themselves. And, you know, last thing I'll say is that, you know, I am I'm so thankful for Michael Knight, Michael Paul, and, you know, Mike connected me to Denzel Allen, who I trained with here in California. Um, and so I'd say the, the, the through line or the commonality among, you know, all of these, you know, great resources, great people is that they are in it for the right reason. Like Thank they you. truly center people. Um, and why, that are matters. Why, why are you straight, Martha? About all the places... And Marcus has been in my room. It's amazing because he knows how black and white I am inside. And you are an incredible inspiration. It's like he comes in and he'll sit back and whatever I ask him to do, he trusts me. And But you watch people complain and bitch and, and whine. And I look at Marcus, I go, Marcus, do you get this? And he just shakes his head and he just smiles being Marcus. <laughs> why are the strength? How did you show up on my doorstep of all the places Henry Ford could have sent you, God could send you, you put and yeah. you end up on my doorstep and I thank God every day that he did and what is what a journey it's been with you. And Denzel feels the same way when he met you and Michael Paul. So what what was how did how did you get to us? Oh, it was very simple. You Mike. Yeah, Michael Knight is uh, <laughs> and why I sought out strength. So I first came to Art of Strength seven years ago. So it's been eight years. Um, seven years prior, I came in for my initial assessment and I knew that I had some health concerns, but I was asymptomatic for most of my, you know, my journey. And, you know, that was a real wake up um, moment for me. Um, and while I was unable to, like, you know, hit the ground running with, with, with you at that particular uh, moment, Mike, I found other ways to remain active. And so, 
as soon as I was cleared, I kept asking Dr. Williams, like, when can I, you know, resume working out? You know, one of the side effects of um, prednisone, which is a steroid that I take, a lot of transplant patients, especially single organ transplant patients, can be weaned off prednisone over time. But for me, being that I'm a double organ transplant patient, Victor, I prefer to use the word Victor, um, I will take prednisone um, for the foreseeable future. That means that prednisone um, decreases bone density over time. So one of the best attacks or counters against that is strength training. Can you say, that, so, again? Can you say that again yeah. a little bit louder for the audience? Yeah. <laughs> so one of the best um, ways to attack or counter prednisone and its effect of decreasing bone density over time is strength training. And so I love working out with kettlebells. Um, I just, I don't know, I love it. I absolutely love it. And I've seen it, uh, I've seen the great effects on my body, my health. It was amazing. So when you went, how long was it when you were with me? We, we got Michael Paul's diet in place with you. We got Danzel's program, and we were working. And I'm just going to go and queue up a video that um, and just show people. So what you're about to see is I want you to watch a band with a, a new heart, two kidneys, squatting and swinging an 80-pound kettlebell. And when we went to an 80-pound kettlebell, the place stopped because we love those graduation days, another hurdle. So if you will, take a look at this young man keeping up and just dominating a weight room, if you will. So that's me. We're waiting because this is how we always ended. <laughs> I want you to watch. Look at this guy's technique. That's about a 62-pound bell. Look at his squats. I don't know how long, but it's probably about four months, five months into the workout. That's an 80-pound bell. To give you an idea, NFL players don't swing higher than a 70. And this is a man with a new heart and two new kidneys. And I want you to watch what happens when he puts it down. I want you to see the smile on his face. He didn't have too many of them <laughs> in there, but... Watch this. Look at that. Look at that. Is that fucking priceless? <laughs> Marcus, you know, one of the things I really, you know, want to make a little bit of a pitch in is I'm here is that I went to the NFL Combine and I wanted to get the kettlebell in people's hands. It's a tool that can save lives. Forget it's just I'm I'm so frustrated with coaches and trainers and even in the hospitals. I don't know your protocol in the hospital in what they were doing with you. But it was amazing because when you went in for your checkup, Dr. Williams was kind of amazed. It's like, what the hell are you doing? We've never seen someone recover like you. And maybe you could just fill, fill in the, the blank there. Yeah. Well, I think um, the most visible difference was um, my upper body. I mean, it, it is um, – um, still the goal to uh, become stronger, to build my upper body, but of course my, my shoulders were much broader and uh, my body was beginning to um, just gain uh, definition. And so she noticed that and uh, and we talked about my weight and she said, oh, that's like muscle you're, you're putting on. I was like, I'm, I'm working hard, I'm working out at Otter Strength and West Bloomfield with Michael Knight, and by the way, if you ever have a moment, um, you know, it would be great if you 
would just like come and see what my workout entails. Now, and this uh, tells you everything you know need to know about the staff at Henry Ford. We know doctors. We know how busy they are. On a Sunday, Dr. Williams, if you're listening to you, thank you so much for taking time out of your day to walk into my facility to watch the man that has now a new purpose in life, and that's changing other people's lives. And when you went through it, she was amazed at what we were able to do with a kettlebell. She had never seen it. And I want to get this tool. I want to get this tool to doctors, to physical therapists, in a hospital. You know, there's a saying that if we wait 10 years for science to prove shit out, we will be 10 years behind. Let me tell you, we are 10 years behind. We need to take this tool. Marcus is a perfect example. Kids are a perfect example. Athletes, older people, our senior population. This is a tool that can be implemented. I want to help. That's why I'm sitting here. That's why I'm here with Marcus. And I remember she walked in. She looked at me, and what an incredible woman. She looked at me, and she goes, you found Michael Paul. I said, well, indirectly. She looks at me and goes, brilliant, brilliant man. Now, what does that tell you about my team? And I will tell you this. Danzel is incredible. And Marcus had the pleasure of going out to California. When he did, I said, you need to go over the bridge. You need to go spend time with my coach. So he'll tell you about the coach. And here's another kicker. You know, God works in mysterious ways. So Marcus tells me, and I'll let him tell the story, but he went to do some jujitsu. And what happened? He ended up, without knowing it, training with Danzel's trainer. So you had me. Then you had my trainer, and then my trainer's trainer, all in this man's life by accident. Yeah. So tell us what happened when you saw Denzel, what an incredible human being he is, because they're going to meet him in a couple of weeks. Yeah, so Denzel was awesome. Uh, I was so excited you know, after meeting him, being introduced to Denzel by uh, Michael when I was in, in Michigan um, full time. And so when I you know, received the offer to resume my career, in California, uh, so I'll be in Northern California. Denzel's in Northern California, so I'll actually get to meet him in person and, and hopefully get you know some sessions in with him. And I did. I, I made the drive, an amazing drive to Mill Valley to you know meet Denzel and spend some time at the you know um, the Den of Strength, if I'm not mistaken. And you know, prior to going up to meet Denzel, I I was doing research on other trainers here in California, but the, the one criterion I had was they had to be kettlebell certified. I didn't want to go to an amateur to figure it out on my body at my expense. And so that's how I discovered uh, Lexi Bordis, who is the only like program me. And I was like, oh yeah, this is like, it's, it's not an accident, this is divine, it's karma. Yes. Yeah. Absolutely. It's incredible because, you know, Denzel sent me that picture and I, I don't, I know he sent it to you and he has it and he says, life changing when you walked mm -hmm. in his room and he is the most humble, most meditative man on the earth for, for you to walk in that room, for him to have that. He just looked at me and goes, thank you so much for asking me to be part of this journey. And that's yeah. what I that's what I can't can't uh, can't thank you enough for walking, being that guy outside my door, coming in, being a constant inspiration to those around us. And again, we go back to our whys, you know. And I was telling you, Marcus, I was down at the NFL Combine a couple of weeks ago, and I didn't know my why until I started talking to people's stories. 
And I realize this is not about listening to my stories. It's listening to the people who I touch stories. Because unless you know what's going on in their life, you know, we don't know what we're talking about. So to, to you know, to have the, the team, you walk in and I don't have Denzel, I don't have Michael Paul, and I don't have my team. There, there's no purpose for you to walk through my door. So if this happens five years earlier, I'm not there. And again, I just want to encourage trainers who are sitting and listening and watching the story. You will not do this. You will not help people by yourself. This is a very powerful world with a lot of powerful people. You just got to find the right ones. It may take some time. But look at who I have. I have a man with a new heart, two new kidneys. Marcus, what's your job now? What are you doing? You're probably just, you know, filing papers or something, right? Not something meaningless. Uh, <laughs> so I lead, um, I lead operations uh, for the Hewlett Foundation in Menlo Park, California. My, my title is Director of Grand Making Learning and Operations. So, you know, this is the same line of work I did when I was in Michigan, um, spent my you know, my first few years out of college working in higher education, um, and then made the transition to uh, philanthropy. And, uh, you know, all of my career has been all about people. And my, while you say that it's not about you, you know, I, I beg to differ here. Um, I totally understand what you're saying, but it, it is about you because your story is what appealed the most to me when I was looking for, I wasn't looking for a cookie cutter gym. I wanted a personal trainer who had a story. Um, and it's like walking in and sharing my story with you felt so easy, so natural because you can, you, you, you were able to relate then and you're still able to relate now. And if there's anything you got, you know, if there's anything I could convey about Michael Knight, it would be a, a few things. First, you are an incredible human being. Um, I think you, I've never met anyone like you, Mike. Your passion, your commitment, your love for people and what you do you just you never give up and that inspires me i've been to a lot of gyms i've worked out with a number of people but i've never worked out with anyone who comes close to you the person the man the care the concern the passion and the the, the very um, the, the many varied ways that you animate and express it. Uh, there, there's never a dull moment at our strength in West Bloomfield. So um, expect the unexpected and know you will you will always feel um, like you got your your money's worth, your your value from any and every workout with uh, with Mike and so um, I know my life has changed for the better as a result of meeting you and having the pleasure to, to work out with you, to be coached by you, to train with you. And I love telling that story everywhere I go. Um, in fact, when I, when I first met um, uh, Alexi, uh, is here, he's like, he's like, I think that Michael Knight guy knows what he's doing. Um, <laughs> we were looking at my form when I um, started to, um, you know, sweet kettlebells. He was like, yeah, yeah, good 
Michael. That's, I got that's, it. A bi- that's the biggest compliment. Marcus, I can sit here and tell you right now, I got a little uh, teary-eyed because I'm thinking that's the nicest thing my mother could have ever heard. Yeah. And I want to thank you for that because that's why I'm here. Shit. <laughs> no, you, yeah. you know, I just... I, your story and how I can help you get your word out because I know you're not going to stop. I'll give you an idea about Marcus and how what a special man this is. I was going to have him on the show last week. He's at a retreat with his new team. He says, Michael, I'll stop the retreat. Just tell me when. This is the man. These are the people in my life. This is why I do what I do. It's, it's not about a workout, but we're going to get it in. It's not about diets and food. It's about your circle. And I am so blessed since my mother's gone to have an incredible circle starting with my mother and Marcus and Michael and Denzel. It's not going to stop. We cannot stop because there has got to be more work done because everybody, there's so many people looking for answers. And if I could give them to Marcus and Marcus can help us get it to you, this is why we're here on the program, Change or Die. So, Marcus, I know you got to go back to work. It's early in the morning in California. I cannot wait to see you. You're coming in town Thursday. I hope I get to yeah. see you in the gym. If nothing else, just to, I hope, okay, because you know I'm going to be calling you now that I know you're, know where you're at. You ain't getting that. No, there ain't no shit here now. You know? yeah. In fact, if you've still, you've still got the shirt, Marcus, remember the shirt, right? Oh, yeah. I have it, yeah. Do you know? Do you know I have ten-year-olds that I mean? I went to the combine, and all the kids after they got done with my story, I actually played my mom's video. They go, "This, this, thank you, thank you, thank you." Can we get one of those shirts? And I'm thinking, God, this shirt. so the shirt it goes because of the people who are wearing it, the story that goes behind it. And Marcus, I want to thank you again for touching my life, touching the people who will listen and check in on you, and uh, wish you know, give your wife a big hug when you see her. I'll see you Thursday. And my friend, anything I can do, any day, any minute of the hour, I'm there going to be there for you. But again, thank you. And again, remember, Marcus, you are in the middle of the Y board at Art of Strength. So thank you so much, sir. Enjoy your day. And I loved having you on again. So thank you so much for being so gracious with your time, sir. Oh, my pleasure. Thanks, right, Michael. Thank you so much. Marcus McGrew, new heart transplant. New kidney transplant, living life large because he didn't give up and he surrounded himself with the most influential, powerful people he could find. And he, they, and me, and us trusted. We were trusted with his life. Remember that. I told you. I hire and I put people in my life that I trust with my life. And next week, you're going to meet Mr. Michael Paul. In a couple of weeks, you're going to meet Denzel Allen. Then you'll get how much help we can give you. I'm Michael Knight. Change or die. Some of you I woke up, and you take a step back and go, he, he made this simple. Baby steps, invest, research, get help from the best, know who the best are. And then, then the other ones. Kind of thought it was a cute presentation, it was great, good information, it was fun, he was intense. You're going to jump back on your track. And that car is going to ride. And it is inevitable. I'm telling you right now, it is inevitable. That somewhere along that line, that car, that track is going to collide with a wall. And I'm praying to you right now. I'm praying to God, your families and everything, that there's not someone standing in front of you and looks at you and greets you with change or die.